I am Elle Penelope, author of Epic Fantasy and Paranormal Romance, and welcome to My Imaginary Friends, a look behind the scenes of an author mapping the worlds in my head and making them a reality. Hello, friends. Today is Friday, April 17th, 2020, and this is episode 64 of My Imaginary Friends. I'm Leslie. So this week's best thing is my birthday, which is, as I record this, tomorrow, the 18th of April. It will be a very low-key birthday because we are home, <laughs> no place to go. But I think I will order something nice. I haven't figured out what um, what restaurant I'm going to order from and what dessert I'm going to get. It's either going to be cheesecake or bread pudding. There is a restaurant near us that has amazing bread pudding, which I just discovered this year. Like I have never, I don't, okay, so the words bread and pudding together sounded very gross to me. <laughs> and I never even heard of it for like, Till the last 10 years or something. And I never tried it till this year. Um, but it's delicious, uh, especially when it does not have raisins. Anyway, there's a restaurant here, near here that has a really wonderful bread pudding that I might order from. Or I'll just order a regular cheesecake. Those are kind of my favorite desserts that aren't like homemade lemon pound cake, which is actually probably my favorite dessert. And that is how I'll celebrate. But I will also celebrate by doing a giveaway. So I'm doing a birthday giveaway. And I will be giving away arcs, um, not just mine, but someone else's too. So I'm giving away an arc of Cry of Metal and Bone, book three of the Earthsinger Chronicles. And I'm also giving away an arc of The Fiery Crown by Jeffy Kennedy, which is the second book in her Forgotten Empire series. So I really enjoyed the first book. Jeffy Kennedy is a friend of the podcast, and I got an arc of her new book, which I haven't even read yet because I didn't want to like ruin the paperback copy. <laughs> so I'm just going to read it when it comes out. But I want—I know I wanted to give this away, so I didn't want to give away like a creased, <laughs> a creased book. It's also signed. There are also really cool bookmarks, and you'll get my bookmarks and stickers too. So to enter my birthday giveaway, uh, there'll be a link in the show notes because <laughs> I haven't actually figured it out. I think I'm going to do it on Instagram, but once I decide after recording, I will put it in the show notes and you will know. <laughs> it will be open for about a week, so... um as you listen to this, you have a few days, if you're listening in real time, you have a few days to enter. So good luck to you and happy birthday to me. <laughs> thank you. As you all, I, I hear you. I hear your birthday wishes. So thank you. I appreciate them all. And of course, I'm turning 25 again, if that wasn't obvious. So writing update. Um, I continued my streak of not doing very much, if any, writing, but I was doing publishing things. So um, in working on the Cupid Guild, republishing those short stories that had been um, in the magazines. So what I did this week was um, I laid out the ebook for the bundle of all four stories. And I went ahead and updated or upgraded my vellum so that I got the print abilities. So I'm going to do a print book of the collection of the four stories. And I haven't done, um, I haven't self-published a print book since 2015. And, and at that time, I was laying out print books in Apple Pages, and it was still the old version of Pages. And then they had an upgrade somewhere around 2015, 2016, and they took away a lot of features because Apple does that. Remember Final Cut Pro? Mm, very painful. Um, but the old version, like Apple Pages, like four point something, had a lot more features than I think it was, then they moved to five, and they took it away and they stripped it down. And it was like, why? And I still used the old version. Anyway, uh, 
so yeah, I decided just to to use vellum and not do anything too fancy. And um, so then I was thinking about the strategy for for publishing um, these stories, which I hadn't decided on last week, but I think I've decided now. So what I'm going to do is put the bundle of the four stories on my website and sell it via PayHip. So sell it direct uh, through my website for about a week, a week and a half, so that I will let my list know and my followers and you all, if you are interested in the bundle, and it'll be available there. And then I'll take it down when I put the first story into KU. Because if you're not aware, uh, when you use Kindle Unlimited, it's an exclusive three-month deal with Amazon. So they can't be for sale. The ebook can't be for sale anywhere else. The print book can still be wide. Although, since it's been so long since I did a self-published print book, what I used to do was create space and then just use expanded distribution. I have not ever used Ingram Spark, and I'm not eager to start. Um, so KDP Print, CreateSpace became KDP Print a few years ago, and it's the Amazon self-publishing like print-on-demand arm. And then if you want to get into other stores that are not Amazon, conventional wisdom is to do Ingram Spark, which will get you wide print distribution, potentially. I mean, it's not like bookstores are really going to um, stock the book unless various other things happen. Now, I haven't used KDB Print because, like I said last time I did it, it was called CreateSpace. And I think they still have the expanded distribution option, but I know it's not the best thing. It was never the best idea. It was just the easiest, simplest, and fastest idea. And I'm all about easier. Um, I know that you leave money on the table. However, Ingram Spark requires a setup fee. And then there's a fee every time you change the interior of the book, which granted, I don't plan to do very often, if ever. But um, And then I've heard other stories about how the requirements are slightly different and the PDF file has to be like some certain way, which I would guess that Vellum would take care of. It's just a matter of, do I want another account on another distributor that I have to track and update and keep keep track of? It might end up being worth it, but it might not, since for the foreseeable future, these books are only going to be on Amazon, the eBooks, because of Kindle Unlimited. Does it make sense to spend the time and the energy, like starting up an Ingram Spark account to get the print book onto like Barnes and Noble and have the ability for bookstores to buy it when that is probably a very unlikely occurrence? I just have to weigh the cost-benefit ratio of that. But at the very least, the print book will be available on Amazon, and then I will figure out the rest. So yeah, and then I'm going to, I don't know if I said this or not, as I ramble on and on, um, I'm going to release the individual books on Kindle Unlimited once a week for four weeks, and then at the end, put the bundle up. Now, in general, I'm a fan of going wide with my books, not being exclusive to Amazon. But like I said, this was an experiment, and these are really short, and Kindle short reads, I think, work better in KU. At least that is my working hypothesis that we're going to test out. Uh, and we'll see what happens. And then eventually, I'm sure that I will take them out of KU and put them wide across the retailers, because I just, I don't like... Um, I don't want to support the monopoly of Amazon any more than I have to. And all of my other books are wide. So it makes sense to be just a wide author. KU uh, Kindle Unlimited exclusivity is for three months, unless that's changed in the past few years, which I don't think it has. 
And I'll probably leave them at least three, maybe six months and see if there's any sales and then decide if, you know, when to go wide. So yeah, that is what I've been thinking about and doing over the course of this week. Relearning how to self-publish print books, <laughs> making decisions and plans, lots of plans, not, not writing. <laughs> no writing has gone on this week. Although I did finally yesterday look at the manuscript that I plan to work on next. So it was a story that I think I did for NaNoWriMo 2015-ish, maybe 2016 or 2014. I honestly, I did not look it up, but it was one of those years. And um, so I have a full fast draft. And then at some point, I think about two or three years ago, I had some ideas about it and I went and I started revising the beginning and I went in a different direction. So I have this whole synopsis with the original direction. And then I have like 20,000 words that have veered into a different direction. And I did not write a synopsis for this new direction. So I was reading it over yesterday and I first read the synopsis and then I read the actual manuscript and I was like, oh, I forgot I changed a bunch of things. So what had happened was I decided that I wanted to put this book into my multiverse. At some point, um, I decided that my two main series and then most of the other in-progress books that no one has seen yet take place in a multiverse. And so there's the Earthsinger universe and then the Angelborn universe. And I think I've mentioned before how in book three, if you've read all of Angelborn, there are like... I don't know, I want to call it an Easter egg that will let you know that there is some kind of connection between these worlds. And other manuscripts that are in process have deeper connections so that you see, oh, okay, there was this one originating event and then it created this multiverse and there are characters that can go between the worlds, which is an aspect of everything that I've written so far. So anyway, I have this book, and I guess I might as well tell you the name of it, because the name is going to change, most likely. Um, whether I self-publish it or whether I give it to my agent uh, to publish, I don't think this name fits. So codename, Book of Secrets, that's what it's been called in my head, and that's what it's called on the hard drive. And when I originally wrote it, it was not connected to this multiverse. And at some point I was like, oh, I think I can put it in this world. And that's actually not true. When I originally wrote it, it was connected to the multiverse. I decided to put it in a different universe in the multiverse. I decided to put it in the fairy world. So if you're on my newsletter, um, I send my newsletter free short stories. And the first short story that, um, that I send out is called Return from Elsewhere. And it takes place in this fairy world. And actually, um, this anthology that I'm in that is that was had a Kickstarter a few weeks or months ago, that story is also in this fairy world. So I've got the Earthsinger world, I've got the Angelborn world, and then I have this fairy world, all part of the multiverse. So what I was doing is I was taking the story and putting it into the fairy world, because I think it had been in the angel world. Yes, it had. I don't know why I decided to do that. I didn't record my thoughts about that at the time. Or maybe I did, and I don't know where those thoughts have been recorded. So I went back and read this uh, manuscript, and I don't think I like the new direction I was going in. Uh, I like the synopsis, the original idea that has been fomenting in my head since the beginning. 
And I was trying to force it to do, to be something else. And that wasn't working. But I did realize that it's, I have a lot more work on it than I thought I did. Um, because it was written so long ago. Like, it's fine, but I don't think it represents where I am now as a writer. The other big thing about it is that it's YA. And I'm not sure I want to be a YA writer. Like, I'm pulled. I have this this tension. It's like part of, pe- like, people always ask me, oh, can my 13-year-old daughter read this book? I'm looking for a book for my, you know, young teen or tween. And I would love to be able to give people that. Um but at the same time, I don't know if I really want to write that, you know? Like, I want to write this story, and the story feels like a YA story. And so as I was reading it, I was like, can I make them older? Is there a way that it's not YA? So there's both benefits and drawbacks to being YA on a lot of different levels. But specifically, I give it to my agent. YA sells more than adult fantasy and sci-fi. Um, there's bigger advances generally, and there's a lot more outlets like bloggers and things like that. People already think that my books are YA when they're not, but if I write like a specifically, this is going to be YA, I'm actually writing it for children. That's really scary to me. I don't think I want to go there. <laughs> I don't mind writing a book that children can read, but like the idea of writing it for them, it just feels like it puts a lot of restrictions on me. And I'm not even talking about like sex scenes or anything. It's just the YA author community has a lot going on that I do not want any parts of. So all that to say, I am not sure about this manuscript. I love the story. I want to tell the story. And maybe I'm still a little burnt out from finishing the series, from the Taylor Singer series. I don't know if this is really what I want to work on next. And I don't know if I want to work on anything next. And it could just be pandemic related. Like my creativity is feeling very anemic. And um, that could be coloring the lens that I'm looking at this through. So I have decisions to make. I, I just, I don't know. I think what I'm going to do is read a craft book, which is what I've been intending to do. I have um, a book that, that I bought and haven't read yet. John Truby, The Anatomy of Story, which um, a lot of people talk about. <laughs> and it's been on my shelf for, I don't know how long. I haven't read it. <sighs> so maybe that is a place to start. Read a craft book and um, and think about what I really want this story to be. I actually have a worksheet that's really good that I got from when I worked with this book coach briefly. And it asks things like... Um, what kind of story are you trying to tell? And it, it frames the questions in a way that it's like more in the vein of, as an author, what are you trying to do as opposed to what the story needs to be? And I feel like that's where I am right now, where it's like, what kind of story do I want to tell next? Um, regardless of how it's published, what do I want to be putting out into the world? And and um, And I don't know, you know? So I'm, I just have to think about it some more. I guess that is the moral of that story. In other news, um, I have been exercising every day. I do at least, so when I wake up first thing in the morning, I've been doing between 
10 and 20 minutes of yoga, like I'll pick a video on, on YouTube. And I've been doing a lot of Sarah Beth yoga and yoga with Cassandra. I know that yoga with Adrian is really popular. I don't love Adrian's yoga, personally. I really like Sarah Beth yoga. And sometimes I'll just do like a random, like I'll just type in, um, you know, yoga for sore muscles. Like if I worked out the day before, I'm really sore. And I'll just pick some random person. Um, but yeah, that's really, really helping. Starting my day with some exercise and then I'll do my stretches. I'm back doing my physical therapy stretches for my knees. And it's been really help, helping me. Even though I haven't been getting up early, I've been going to bed really late and getting up really late, like 9, 10 o'clock in the morning getting up. I'm trying to slowly um, like get back onto regular people hours because I think that also helps my mood when I wake up and do something and feel like I'm not wasting the day in bed. I mean, it's fine to waste the day in bed for a while, but it's been going on for a couple of weeks and it's not helpful to me. So I think it's, it's really time to like get on normal people hours again. I've also been buying a lot of masks on Etsy. So I think it's a statewide order now. It's our, first our county um, made masks mandatory when you're outside in public public spaces. And then I think the governor of Maryland recently did it. It starts actually on my birthday tomorrow. But about two weeks ago, I, uh, like when there were the rumblings about the CDC saying that everyone should wear masks, I did. I started buying a bunch of masks on Etsy because it was going to take a while to get to get them to come. And so over the course of the next uh, couple of weeks, I'll have a bunch of masks coming. And I have a couple you know, now. And the biggest thing is wearing glasses and having them fog up your glasses. My eye doctor is one of the many, many businesses who are filling our e- email inboxes with messages since they can't see us in person. But they did send something helpful, which was a guide to how you can help ha- not have a mask fog up your glasses. So I will um, link to that in the show notes if you are in a similar position. Uh, I can't wear contacts because uh, I don't have any contacts. <laughs> I didn't get any contacts because they don't. I can't see in them. Stigmatism is just... Um, too bad. And I can't, the ones that correct for astigmatism don't correct enough to make, make me actually be able to see. So it's classes all the time for me. And uh, so yeah, I've got like an African print one. I've got some just regular ones. I've got some fun prints. And I don't like wearing things on my face. It's very, I just have, I have sensitivity to like fabric and um, constrictions. <laughs> Like the thing with the hats I talked about before. Um, but I don't go out all that much anyway. So I guess it's going to be moderated that way. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of buying a bunch of them so I can find one that annoys me the least that I can wear for the foreseeable future. There have also been a lot of online events, which um, is nice, but it's also exhausting. Like I've been invited to so many things. I had to start saying no or, or pushing them back because... Doing an online event is still a lot of like introvert energy expended. You have to be on, and I find that they're very draining. And so, in addition to like chatting with people, which is great and fun and wonderful, but like draining, uh, and then like work zooms, and I love that people are um, trying to find ways to support various things and support authors and books and bookstores and all of it. It's lovely. But I am getting like burnt out. Um, so I really have to pace myself. 
I am doing something on April 26th, which is a pub talk live. It will be at 9 p.m. Eastern live, and then afterwards you can watch it. And then there's some other stuff coming up that I will talk about when I am able to. <laughs> I'm not quite so tired. I've been having those like strange, vivid COVID nightmares, which freak me out because I don't have nightmares very often. I don't remember my dreams very often. But yeah, like it's a thing. And I, I read an article about why people are having such vivid dreams during this isolation period. But it it just makes me feel kind of freaked out and and drained in the mornings after I've had them because I'm still sort of like, oh my gosh. Uh, so yeah, that's not fun. Reading recommendation. I'm still DNFing stuff, but I did read something that I really enjoyed. It's a contemporary romance. It is by Christina C. Jones, who I really like. And the book is I Think I Might Love You. So it's the start of the Love Sisters trilogy. And they're short. I think they're all novellas. I think I bought them because they were on sale, or maybe they're in KU. I don't even know. But um, I finished the first one, and I'm going to move on to the second one. It is extremely hilarious. It is so funny. Read the first chapter free on Amazon to see if it will be for you, because I don't know if it's going to be for everybody, but it should be, because it's great. Contemporary romance, completely irreverent, very, very Black, and very steeped in Black culture, and um, just loads of fun with a just a crazy <laughs> protagonist who is... Somebody that, I mean, I know this woman. I don't know if you know this woman, but like, she's very familiar to me and very insane, but like, sweet, you know? And apparently like the Dune movie pictures came out and people on on social media have been all agog. I will admit, I've never read Dune. I've seen both. Well, I've seen two different versions of the movie. I've seen the um, David Lynch version, which I hear people don't like who like the book. I'm not sure. And then there was a miniseries on Sci-Fi Channel, however many years ago, which I which I watched. But yeah, I've never read the book. And so I'm feeling like I should probably do that. Uh, so I might. And maybe it's something that I won't do enough. I know it's a classic. And to me and classics, especially sci-fi and fantasy classics, have a an interesting relationship. I'm not always able to get into them. I tried reading The Left Hand of Darkness after someone recommended it. And I think I got like a few pages in and I'm like, I can't, I can't do this. This is not for me. So I will, I will look into Dune and see if it's something that I can read. And maybe I'll love it. Maybe I'll find something that I've been missing out on all these years. But yeah, that's it for me. I, hmm, goals for next week. I'm going to sit with this manuscript and, um, and see see what bubbles up in my brain, see what the muse has to say. And I'm going to work on reading this craft book and maybe that will give me some ideas. I do like to read craft books in between projects. So um, just to figure out what I can pull from it and add into my process, what might be helpful and, but not while I'm actively doing something that has a deadline. Um, and that's all I can promise. Uh, work has slowed down a little bit, at least this past week, which was really nice because it's been so hard to to focus on everything. And, and that was really pushing me through and having a break and having just some time to relax, reflect, do some things that are fun, like design covers and and um, stuff like that, which I enjoy. But yeah, I, I I would like to get back to the writing so that the muscle doesn't atrophy. I think too long away is not good either. And if this manuscript 
if I haven't figured it out in the next couple of days, I might just start um, with some short stories. I have some short story ideas that I have been wanting to work on. Um, but yeah, motivation is still an issue. So we will see how that goes. I will keep you updated. And yes, I hope that you have a wonderful week, as wonderful as possible, during in whatever your current circumstances are. And I will talk to you next week. For episode show notes and to sign up for the footnotes newsletter, go to myimaginaryfriendsshow.com. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and check out the video episodes on YouTube. You can see my new hair. I would love a rating and review to help support the show. And My Imaginary Friends is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. For more fantastic podcasts, go to frolic.media slash podcasts. <laughs>